Today is July 23rd, 2021. This is episode 157 of Maelstrom Radio. Maelstrom Radio. With your hosts, Vladis and Schichter. And welcome, everybody, to Maelstrom Radio. My name is Peter. With me, uh, normally is Quentin, but he's not here today. But with me, Dungeon Master for Plus 5 to Hit and Podcast Directory Curator for World of Warcraft Radio.com, Ro. Ro, welcome to Maelstrom Radio. Uh, thank you for having me. I just have one question to ask you. Uh, uh, uh-huh. The chicken tenders, are they ready to fry? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> always <laughs> always that music is incredible and like just one of my early experiences is like just getting into all this and i i we're, i know we're going to backtrack probably in just a minute here mm-hmm. but i it was during fan fest this year that uh i first got exposed to that and then i did a little digging and understood the meme and stuff and saw what was going on it's like wow that's just great and now Anytime I hear that music in my head now, like when I hear it at the beginning of your podcast, I just hear chicken tenders are ready to fry. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we we love the twinning music. Ah, oh, so yes. So good. So uh <laughs> uh before we get into the show proper, uh there there's something uh that I, I wanna say on behalf of myself and a little bit of Mails from Radio News, and then we'll go into I, I really don't have any like major news but uh, this you know this begs to be discussed a little bit uh so uh as you know uh quentin and i um said we were going to play diablo 2 this this uh coming uh in the next few months when it was coming out and uh that is going to be no longer the case um for those of you that uh do not know or are aware uh uh, Blizzard, Activision Blizzard was hit with a lawsuit from uh, the state of California, uh, and the allegations are quite serious, uh, including um, uh, they were essentially being sued over frat boy culture. Uh, the It was filed, and it's around uh, 20% of the uh, workforce are subjected to pervasive frat boy work, uh, workplace culture. Uh, this has been a two-year investigation, um, and so we, you know, Quentin and I talked today, and he said, "Yeah, go for it. Let it, let everybody know that uh, Diablo Two is not going to be streamed or any of the other other Diablos or be streamed here." Uh, in good conscience, we can't. Uh, we we are standing with the victims. They absolutely should be heard. This we want to see justice, uh, and we want to see the culture change at Blizzard, and. We know that this isn't something that is just at Blizzard. We know that this happens at other companies, uh, both in gaming, out of gaming. Um, so the only thing you know we ask you to do is to listen to people. Um, make sure that you are not adding 
your two cents in in the form of uh, you know Final Fantasy fourteen is better than WoW, and this is and this is part of the proof. Don't do that. That we will not stand for. That is not the right thing to do in this moment. Uh, there's a lot of people that are. There's a lot of people that work there that are good people. There's a lot of streamers who stream World of Warcraft that are good people. Uh, Sell heels if you've never watched his content. He's a very inclusive uh, community, and you know he's still going to stream World of Warcraft, and because he believes in you know making sure that having good values and good people in a community that is hurting is still a good thing. So is it okay to still play the game? Absolutely. Is it okay to not play the game? Absolutely. Is it okay to drop your sub to show Blizzard that you want to change? Absolutely. But throwing your two cents in or back-talking people that make a choice that's against yours is not helpful. Saying that Final Fantasy XIV is better than World of Warcraft because of this is not helpful. And you know, being the type of person that says, you know, you know, innocent till proven guilty is not helpful after a two-year investigation. Sidestep it. Be wary of what, what you say. And if you have nothing nice to say, just don't say it at all. Just be nice to people. This Everybody in the WoW community is hurting over this, and it's it's tumultuous, and it's it's not good. That's all I have to say on it. (laughs) Ro, I mean, you're welcome to say something if you have something to say on it. Uh, I mean, very briefly, it's it's really odd timing that, I mean, you had reached out to me for me to be a guest on the show, uh, you know, several days ago, and I accepted back then, well before we knew this was going to go down. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's definitely made an impact on myself for sure and uh, on the content creator community. And there are a lot of people that are feeling hurt and betrayed and people are making their choices on how they want to go forward with content producing and stuff. And, and I've made my choices and I have a statement that will be out later this evening. But at the end of the day, I think what is important is that uh, the most important voices to listen to right now are those of the brave souls, the the, the women uh, who have who are working or have worked with Blizzard, past or present, uh, that are sharing their stories and their insight. Uh, they are definitely the people to listen to, uh, not Flattest and myself. Uh, so I think that's basically all I care to say on it. Here, it is tragic. It is unfortunate. And I just hope that this this whole series of events sheds more light on something which is very problematic, not just in the gaming industry, but in our culture as a whole. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, and so, you, again, so, you know, for anybody that might have joined the stream right now, understand that Quentin and I will not be playing Diablo 2 or any of, and we said we were, we, we will not, we're possibility that Path of Exile 2 might take its place uh, once Quentin's back from vacation with his dad, we will we will discuss it and, and find something else to play or we might stick with Terraria for our, our duo, not Final Fantasy stream, so um, 
uh, in, in, uh, you know, and the other, the other thing is that, uh, I am not, uh, at least for myself, I don't think I'm going to go back to World of Warcraft, but that is a choice I'm making based, uh, you know, on this and some other reasons. But, uh, again, that's all we have to say on the matter here at Nelson Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have other news. I'm going to, like, got that out of the way. So we're going to try to put, it is what it is. Hopefully move on and, and I'm going to have a great conversation with but, the other piece yeah. of news is Yoshi P addresses the growing player population in Final Fantasy XIV and discusses future plans to alleviate world congestion, uh, which, you know, not a, not a bad problem to have, <laughs> usually, with your MMO. <laughs> uh, and Yoshi P uh, goes on to state, uh, you know, the, the population boom uh, is staggering and unexpected, uh, which... Fair. I don't think they. I honestly do not think they were expecting this many people to come over and try the game. Uh, so there is going to be some uh, take takeaways from this. Uh, they're going to increase the maximum number of simultaneous logins across NA data centers by eighteen thousand, uh, or approximately seven fifty per world super, uh, server. Uh, and then EU, uh, I think, just had a new update for the EU servers, but they're they were implementing an upgrade so that they could do the same thing. Uh, but they, they need to update those servers as well. Uh, they're asking players uh, with the free trial. Login queue is not available to players using the free trial. So uh, if you're using the free trial, you're going to have to wait. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> or buy the game. And, and it's not a tactic for them, but you, you might just have to wait, uh, which is a bummer. Uh, yeah. So... Uh, and then also they are putting in the early implementation of the auto logout feature, uh, originally uh, slated for expansion launch, but now they're launching it now. So after 30 minutes of inactivity, you will be logged out. Uh, there and over- I can say yeah. really quick, Go ahead. I have tested their automatic logout feature and it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I honestly, I had just finished uh, a part of the the MSQ and I stepped away from things and uh, little did I know, as one can get easily distracted with things, time passed. It was more than the half an hour. Next thing I know, I'm seeing the the cinematic screen for uh, for Shadowbringers. It's like okay, automatic logout works. Got it. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, also, I, I will say this. I know there are ways to circumvent that 30-minute lockout. Mm. Uh, please don't do that. <laughs> there are a lot of people trying to log in and play the game. Be nice. If you don't sit there, if you, if you think you're going to be away longer than 30 minutes, just log out. I mean, if you're if you do it on accident, I know it can happen. Some people don't realize what they're doing, and you come back to the game 40 minutes later, you're still logged in. You probably figured out the way to do it. Don't do it purposely. It is not good. Uh, so don't don't be that person. Just let other people log in. <laughs> I, I feel that one thing that I thought was really commendable on Yoshi P's part, though, is that um, in that statement, he had mentioned some of the effect of that, like, he, re- he realizes there's some people that just like to be logged in the, in the game and people watching, though, watching people at, at the fountain in Limsa or wherever they may be mm-hmm. and just having that kind of in the background for them. And he said he doesn't want you to necessarily stop that if that's your thing. Yeah. Uh, this automatic logout thing just logs you out if you're not interacting with the game. 
So, yeah, if you are just hanging out in the city, as long as you're doing, you know, some form of interaction, if you're talking with people, uh, dancing, playing whatever bard music you may be playing, you're fine. Yeah. This is more for the people that leave their character on AFK and walk away. Mm -hmm. and right. And then, like, go watch, like, you know. They they go to slam all the episodes of Loki and then and then, <laughs> and then come back and be like oh my my character's still on that it's for those people mostly yes <laughs> so uh, again not bad just uh, just no uh, 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 and and it's currently now in effect that's right the patch had just come out uh, uh, so. Uh, Oh, and 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 I forgot. We started the show in such a weird way that I normally talk about what we did this week, and I, I'll I'll move things around. We did the news. We'll talk about what we did this week, and then we'll get into a chat. So, what I did this week, uh, I played New World yesterday for because Quentin again is out on assignment, you know, and I, I played New World, and uh, because my current Final Fantasy character is currently in a uh, a, a lockdown until uh, Square works with me to rectify a situation, uh, so I tried New World out. Uh, it's an interesting game. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be the next best great MMO. Um, I, I think some people will actually truly like it. I don't know if it's the game for me. I have not gotten that far into it. I'm about to pick out my faction. Uh, but the combat is okay. I have not, again, like I have not unlocked any cool, like, like deep into the skill trees and stuff like that. But the, the, the skill leveling is... Okay, it's it's uh, it reminds me of uh, RuneScape. Like you, you, you use your sword. The more you use it, the better you get at it. Uh, so, uh, and once I figure out how to get a fishing pole, I will test out fishing. But so far, it's cool to see like the world, people gathering and stuff in the world, and trees falling down, and then the world repair itself because of the lore. So it's like a reason for this stuff to regrow quickly. So mm -hmm. that it's interesting. Uh, I don't. I know it's. There's PvP, uh, PvE dungeons. I know PvP is a big part of it. I'm not again. I'm just about that point to pick that, and see how what happens. Uh, I'm not usually a fan of, you know, open world. All things are open world PvP. I don't know if that's the case. I don't think it is. I don't know. Again, I don't know. But so far, I like that the idea that it focuses that your some of your best stuff is, comes from crafting, which is great. Um, so it, new world, new world's going to be an interesting player in the game of Game of Thrones MMO editions so, for sure. Uh, I, I I don't know if it's going to steal anybody that away from. I would say like Final Fantasy or uh, you know people that are so involved with an MMO that they've been there for years. Uh, it, but somebody who's like, oh, I, I like the idea of Guild Wars because it's action oriented, but I, I don't like that world may like new world because it's it's the same kind of thing you know it's the same kind of combat system and it's conquistador so it's a little more you know real world based but fantasy still so it's it's interesting for sure it's uh it's so far the best amazon game i played <laughs> so that's i don't know if that's saying a lot or less not a lot uh but i also went to a <laughs> yeah i also went to a craft fair uh with susan last week and this is some irl stuff and um we we uh we always talk about our pets here on the show. So, uh, I was left alone with our dog Poe, and uh, Susan went to go find parking, and then I was walking around the craft fair because it was a very small craft fair, so it didn't take me long to like walk it. 
and uh, our dog stealth pooped uh, in front of a craft fair place, and like, oh. yeah, and I was like, oh no! Uh, luckily, it's an outdoor event, so it was easy. And then one of the craft fair people had a bag, so I can clean it up because uh, Susan had the poo bags. Uh, <laughs> but it was just funny because he he like stealth he did it so stealthily and like made no cry to me or anything like that. He just kind of like let it happen and then walk like walk near me like hey what's up like how's it going and, I was like, and then the lady's like i think your dog pooped i was like man <laughs> yeah he did all right so uh and bro what did you do this week hopefully your dog if you have a dog didn't stealth poop at a craft fair. <laughs> no my, my 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 pets did not stealth poo um i don't have any pets right now unfortunately because right. the place i live doesn't allow them uh but I most of my life the past several weeks uh, I work as uh, assistant manager at a convenience store and I live in an area which is kind of a tourist hotspot during the summer so it has been pretty freaking crazy especially with uh, how uh, understaffed uh, businesses like mine are throughout the area so I've been working extra hours like 55, 60 hours a week. It's been kind of nuts. So my free time has been super, super limited. But when that free time is available, yes, I'm definitely playing the heck out of the main story quest line of Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, I started playing fourteen. Uh, I'd actually played it for some time, gosh, like maybe two or three years ago. And I think I played it up to the end of Realm Reborn main storyline and got into that big wall of quests before Heaven's Ward and it just, it destroyed me. It, it destroyed my will to live and I'm just like, yeah, maybe another time. Uh, but <laughs> back in April, I started from the beginning again with a new character and they've made some refinements to that area so I was able to get through that pretty well. Right now I'm up to uh, post- main story Stormblood, so you're, you're, you're 4.2, 4.3. Uh, I just finished the uh, Burn instance uh, earlier today, and one thing I've noticed about these storylines is, like, the, the storyline for each expansion, it has been pretty solid, pretty great, but I'm always look forward to the storylines that happen after the .01, right? Because one thing I've kind of caught on to is they do really crazy stuff post <laughs> the expansion, the yep. launch line. It's like, um, and like if anyone's in chat and you realize I've only done up to about 4.3, I think, in the storyline. So I'm not really looking at chat for spoilers, so don't worry too much. Uh, but I, I will say that I played all through Stormblood, the main part wondering... Man, there's no Asian involvement in here at all. That's really surprising. When am I going to deal with Asians? And I have seen the cinematics for all the expansions, so I don't know all the context for them. So I saw the cinematic for Endwalker, and that was the first time that I had saw Xenos before I actually saw him in Stormblood. It's like, oh, hey, so that's the guy who's going to be an Endwalker. Okay. When he died, I'm like, okay. <laughs> so... He's going to be back, and I kind of put two and two together. It's like, okay, so he's probably an Asian or going to be taken over by an Asian. And the parts I just got through recently, it's like, okay, yep, an Asian has possessed Xenos, 
And so first Nassian possesses Xenos. Oh, by the way, I'm talking spoilers for Stormblood. Uh, so I, I apologize to anyone who's earlier at, but um, at that point, I'm like, okay, I get it. It makes sense. But then I find out that there's this other character who's now talking and acting like Xenos, who isn't Xenos, and it's like, my mind is melting. And a friend of mine <laughs> who's been kind of sharing the experience with me as I'm reacting in Discord is like, Dude, you ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's been it, it's been such a fun ride, and it's uh, like I was talking to you before we hit uh, uh, record here is that it, it's it's just been such a pleasure being able to go through this storyline and so much story and so much character development for so many characters and be able to do it at my pace, and you get to these story moments where. Uh, things from man chapters and chapters ago in the main story quest line kind of come back and it's like, Hey, you know, this little insignificant stuff that happened, it actually has significance right now. And it's just moments like that are really great. And I'm just, I, I'm one of those people who uh, are part of that honeymoon with, uh, with Final Fantasy 14 uh, as it's been kind of uh, implied by my background and stuff. Yes, I've been primarily a WoW player for well, over 10 years, although I played Final Fantasy XI before that. But uh, it, it's been such an awesome adventure. And uh, yeah, if I'm not working, if I'm not sleeping or eating, I'm probably playing Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> uh, that's like most of us, honestly. <laughs> yep. Uh, and uh, real quick, I want to shout out Moog around who rated us for it with uh, six people. Appreciate that. Um, so, well, since we're talking about Final Fantasy, anyway, uh, uh, so, uh, you, you, during our little conversation before the show, uh, mm-hmm. you, you said, uh, you know, you, even though you played WoW for 10 years, that wasn't your first MMO. Uh, Final Fantasy XI mm-hmm. was your first MMO. Uh, second. Oh, second. So second, my uh, very first was Ultima Online, the the, the grand granddaddy of MMOs. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh boy, and that was that was the heyday when like killing people and taking loot off their body was. Oh was man, okay P- P- PKs and PKKs <laughs> and being able to to kill people and take their loot. I was not a player killer, nor was I a player killer killer. Uh, in fact, uh, I was one of those uh, care bears who loved it when the the PvP and PVE zones were separated. Uh, in in Ultima Online, uh, so yeah, th- those were the days. Those were fun times. Uh, I even was uh, a uh, a seer in Ultima Online, so I got to like create events for one of the servers. Uh, I was like a player volunteer for uh, for that, and that was awesome. But uh, a lot of great memories in Ultima Online. And before playing Ultima Online, when I played single player RPGs. I played a lot of Japanese RPGs. Final Fantasy series, of course, made a big impact on me. So when I found out that Final Fantasy was doing an MMO, it's like, heck yeah, I'm in. So I went from Ultima Online to Final Fantasy XI. I played all the way up until, I think, Treasures of Ergen. I remember the good old days of camping Fafnir and Nidhogg and Dragons in the in Dragon's Airy, I remember Jailer of Love. 
I remember the Chains of Promethea boss fight and the music that was so epic that I still have the Chains of Promethea boss music and kind of like my mix of music I listen to when I play. <laughs> uh, There's such awesome memories uh, from there. But one, I think the thing that kind of pulled me away from Eleven to Wow. Uh, it's really weird because it's almost like the shoe is on the foot, but the way that Final Fantasy XI did some of its endgame stuff where it's like you're you're not doing anything but just camping a space for literally hours to get this endgame gear and stuff. The the way Dynamis was structured with and the, the odds of the loot drops and stuff for, for your gear and stuff, uh, I played it for a while, but the endgame was starting to wear on me, and the way they did those, those endgame bosses started to wear on me, Meanwhile, I'm seeing more and more of my uh, Link Pearl friends go over to WoW. The, the guild master went over to WoW, and he's like, it's, this is fun. Come on, check it out. You don't have to camp something for hours and hours and this and that. And at first, I was upset that WoW was stealing all of my Final Fantasy XI friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is weird to say now that the shoe is <laughs> kind of on the other foot for some people. Uh things kind of come full circle but that from there uh i ended up playing uh wow for a good 13 14 years ended up making a podcast on it for almost uh, the greater part of a decade and now with just the transition back to 14 the reason why i moved from wow to 14 i mean there's a number of reasons to it but it's it's a very similar thing to kind of like why I went from 11 to wow. It's like how I had changed and what I looked for in an MMO had changed. I didn't want to camp something for hours. I didn't want to play the end game the way it was in Final Fantasy 11. And wow was more appealing to me. Now, the way that World of Warcraft systems and end game was set up and what I was looking for in an MMO experience, I had changed as a player and a person. And now I was more interested in things like storyline in character customization player housing which i begged and begged for for there to be in world of warcraft for years yep and you, you keep on seeing more and more people uh talk about uh the the critically acclaimed final fantasy with a free trial i don't know the meme yet word for word but you know <laughs> what i'm talking about yeah uh <laughs> have you heard about that anyway but so i decided it got to a point with the current patch in World of Warcraft where I felt like I was pretty much done doing what I was doing. I was pretty much bored with the content. And I'm like, you know, it's going to be a good two or three months before the next patch comes out. Why don't I just, you know, take a breath, unsub from WoW for just a little while and try 14 out. Get myself through that wall that gets me to Heaven's Word. Uh, see what Heaven's Word content was like and see if 14 really is something that I'd be interested in. And the rest is freaking history. I'm still going in through Stormblood. I've been told the story gets even better and better in Shadowbringers. Uh, I'm super excited for Endwalker, not even knowing all of the context that all the stuff from the cinematic apply, implies. Uh, and th the funny thing is, most of my time in game has been main story questline and a little bit of gold saucer stuff. So, like, have I even bought a house for myself? No. Have I even put in furnishings in my mug apartment or whatever? No. I barely touched the glamour system, just enough to give me an outfit like you see on the screen there. Mm -hmm. uh, I, my triple triad collection is 
garbage. <laughs> I haven't raced. I haven't raced a single Chocobo. I, I could go on and on about all the systems and stuff that I haven't touched yet that I'm so excited to eventually experience. I'm just having too much fun with the MSQ. It it is a game that is truly, truly built around giving you a lot of content and so much of it that you can choose to do all of it or you can just choose to do the parts that you like. But there's so much difference between all the flavors of content that there is something mm-hmm. truly for ever, anyone that wants to play Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, and it's uh, right now that that's my jam. That's what I'm looking for uh, forward to. And you know, I'd even mentioned to you uh, again, like one of the things that I'm dreading is, uh, oddly enough, is when I finish Shadowbringers MSQ, and if I finish it, you know, a month or two, whatever, before. Uh, Endwalker comes out, it's like, oh no, a vacuum of no main story quest line. But here's the thing. I've hardly done a single side quest. I've been told some of the side quests have really great story moments and are really cool or funny and such. So it's not like the journey even necessarily ends. It just means how I'm going to play the game is going to be a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 been a great ride so far. Uh, oh yeah, and relic weapons. Yeah. Like Susan just said in chat, it's like I know I don't have a cool looking weapon like most of the other players I see in game have these glowing weapons and such. And every time I'm in the MSQ and I see Alice with her cool glowing sword, it's like, man, I want one of those, and I can have one of those Absolutely. if I put in the grind for it. But yep. that that's that's a tale for another time. The the best part is even if you wanted to go back and do one of the old relic weapon grinds, they've nerfed them mm. a lot. But it's still like a little bit of time. So if it's one of those things where like, oh, I would love to get this old one. It's it's not impossible to go get. It's not like it's still mm-hmm. like this crazy grind. And it's still there for you. And even if it's going to be for glamour, it's still there for you to go get. Right. I do have to ask a question, though, because I know yeah. Chili will. Chili's probably thought about it already four times. Uh, what if do you remember the Final Fantasy 11 server you played on? Uh, I played on Shiva. Okay. I know, I know Chili somewhere would be like, oh, I wonder if he knows me. So, Chili, I don't think you played on Shiva, but there you go, Shiva. Uh, and, and Chili says in oh, wait, chat... Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ooh. I may be misremembering. I'm trying to remember. It started with an S. It was either Shiva or Siren. It was one of those two. Well, uh, but Ch- I went... My main character's name was Ro. Uh, and... Yeah, it's... Yeah, I don't even remember the name of my old guild. That's so sad. Uh, uh, I know. I forget the name of the girl. I remember my guild master's name was Adarian. So if you heard of a of a, of a link uh, a link shell group with a guild master name uh, named Adarian, then yeah, that was that, that was me. But uh, red mage all the way. Uh, I loved in in eleven playing. Uh, I loved soloing stuff as uh, RDM Nin, red mage ninja. Yep. It was great uh, being able to uh, to put up Blink and have uh, shadows and stuff going on at the same time. Uh, just good times, good times. It's I love Red Mage so much that people who look at the picture of my character on the screen, my main, Alexander Rowe in 14, it's like, oh, you're going with the Red Mage, right? It's like, mm, you might want to take a closer look at that book under my arm. <laughs> uh, I'm going Summoner right now, but... I call myself a red summoner because uh, I, I may play the part of a summoner right now in the MSQ, but I will always try my best to look like a red mage through and through because uh, that's where that's where home is for me in uh, in uh, Final Fantasy Online right now. 
Uh, Chili, Chili highlighted his message. He said, all caps, refresh. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was the worst, wasn't it? It's like it. <laughs> refresh and dispel he says dispel refresh dispel refresh 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 refresh. wait wait you forgot dispel haste refresh dispel haste refresh dispel (laughs) haste refresh refresh and uh then you get two parts for like chain spell nuking the boss down and uh Oh boy! And Chili also said Final Fantasy XI had uh, player homes with it, and you can customize, which is true. Like wow, wow, it really is behind <laughs> on certain aspects. Rift had yeah. housing. Oh, Rift yeah. ESO. I mean, so many MMOs have EQ two. Like it's a it's a weird feature not to have in an MMO. To be honest, yeah. Like, and I, I I've seen just a small taste of some of the stuff people are doing in their homes. It's like um. Uh, the Gilbam in uh, AIE in uh, 14. It's actually uh, just a... Uh, I'm in the AIE guild, or was in the AIE guild in WoW, uh, because I'm not playing WoW right now. But the AIE guild also exists in Final Fantasy 14. Uh, I'm playing on the Goblin server right now. And just being inside the uh, the, the shared guild home and stuff, It's there's some crazy stuff going on there. I've watched a few videos that show like what people do with their homes and such. I'm like, wow there's such variety in that and that's another thing too my first time playing 14 i was uh i kind of got into the crafting and gathering part of it i haven't even touched crafting and gathering right now during this playthrough (laughs) and it's like i know that's heavily involved as far as like making house furnishings and stuff i'm like oh my gosh there there is so much game and i don't feel i don't feel overwhelmed by it i I just feel happy that there's all these different systems and i and that I've yet to try and, and can't wait to try out. And uh, uh, I'm I'm going to be interested to see if I try to build my home entirely uh, by, by my own hand or if I end up uh, caving in and just try to to build up a small fortune to uh, buy furnish- furnishings from other people. <laughs> I, I will say uh, the cool part of the cool thing is that you do like when you get a house, it's like it's a nice empty slate. Uh, mm-hmm. and then as you level your crafting and I, and if I can give you one tip, try to like, and I made the mistake of not doing this initially, uh, try to like level them all together. Like it seems like right. a, like a, like a weird, like that seems like that's a lot of work. It's not, it'll, it'll help you like, uh, with the other crafts and stuff like that. Right. Because, because some crafting, uh, classes create materials that help the other crafting classes. So it's kind of good to bring them up all uniformly at the same time, right? Absolutely. It, yeah. re- it really is. Uh, and, and it, they have their own storylines. It's, it's a whole thing. It's such a great, mm. it's such a refreshing feeling to play like, oh, crafting and fishing and, and all this stuff is unique and fun. And they're, they have their own like relic sort of weapons and not their own questions for them, but, yeah, they're like like they have their own end game a little bit, and like it, it's fun. It's so it's it's, and I, you know, comparing it to World of Warcraft, where it's just like, do I have all the mats? I do. Click the button. There it is. There we go. Got the thing. Things done. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like there's, if you just wanted to be a crafter in the game, like even if you played through the story, if you and you're like, all right, I did the story. I did what I needed to do to get here. I'm just now going to craft, and this is what I like about the game. That is a viable option to play this game. And I love that. Yeah. Um, another thing I'm looking forward to when I finally do, uh, level up another job. It's like, I'm taking Sumner all the way through main story quest line. Right. Uh, but I, I'm pretty sure that my next one to level up will be red mage. 
And I'm looking forward to, uh, I guess, what is it? Uh, there's Palace of the Dead, and there's another one that's similar to that. Heaven on uh, High. Heaven on High. Yeah. I, I haven't. I did. I did a little bit of Palace of the Dead just to see what the experience is like. I haven't done any Heaven on High yet, but uh, obviously because I don't have it unlocked. But uh, I'm really looking forward to that stuff because in Final Fantasy XI, there was for people who played XI, there was this thing called uh, Nizzle Isle, which was. I think that was Treasures of Ergen, but it was basically around the time that I was done with uh, with Final Fantasy XI was around that time. But Nizzle Isle was this kind of like random dungeon content where after every few uh, levels you'd fight a boss and such. And I uh, remember the the Alexander fight in there and uh, it's uh, just Nizzle Isle was my kind of jam. I love that content. I love the challenge there. And uh Funny thing is, I my first character in WoW was named because I couldn't name my character Ro because the name Ro was taken at the time. I named uh, my character Ro Nizzle, and then of <laughs> course there was the the four the whole four shizzle Ro Nizzle came up from that. But uh, I eventually got Ro in uh, as a name in World of Warcraft. But yeah, th- that content was uh, was my kind of thing, and WoW tried to do something like that recently. Sure did. In, Shadowlands with uh, with Torghast and Torghast has been was a big reason why I was interested in continuing the play in, Sh- in Shadowlands and I really have mixed opinions on that and I'm not going to get too critical or, or too <laughs> bashing on WoW right now but su- suffice to say it didn't meet my expectations same so going back to 14 now and doing this journey once I get to a point where I'm ready to level another job. I want to see what House of the Dead and Heaven on High do as far as that kind of experience and see uh, how much I enjoy that. Uh, what will I play to Palace of the Dead just to kind of get a taste for it? Uh, it seemed pretty cool. Uh, trying to do it solo is a real challenge, uh, mm-hmm. which which I thought was uh, kind of cool. But it's uh, I'll try it solo. I'll try it with a group. And yeah, it's, uh, I think I'll really enjoy that. I will say, and, and again, I'm not going to jump into the like the criticism of Torghast, but mm-hmm. the one thing I, I found that when we initially started Torghast was when they started doing these weird like adjustments every week and like adding cool stuff. And then there was one where I turned into a because I played a warrior, I turned into a giant like dust demon, and then Susan in chat was able to jump into my like dust demon oh. body. The events, right? Yeah, the event. The and I, forest. and yeah. I was like, if they expand on this in 9.1, this would be a seller. And they did not mm. do that. I was like, I'm not like you had all this like it, it like the 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 framework was there for something very cool. Uh, and yeah, that's unfortunate. There's still there's still there potential still is, to yeah. salvage that. Yeah, there's still potential to salvage that system and to make it something bigger and better. And I I think. At the end of the day, when it comes to a lot of uh, World of Warcraft systems and when it comes to power progression and stuff like that, um, even though I may, like for me, I may be critical of Torghast and I may be critical of some of those systems, the fact is what doesn't work for me does work for another section of the player base, right? Mm -hmm. So when... I talk about WoW, and when I talk about why I've switched uh, from WoW to 14, it doesn't come from a place of WoW sucks. It more comes from a place of 
right now, World of Warcraft isn't the kind of MMO that I want to play. It is the kind of MMO for other people right now, and that's totally fine, and that's totally okay. It's just right now not the MMO for me, and that's cool. And right now, 14's doing great. Uh, there may come a time where I, at some point, uh, who knows, given recent events, but there might come a time when I journey back to World of Warcraft and see how things are going. I don't know when that time will be or if it will ever happen. But if it does, I might try it, and we'll see what happens. But uh, I do not... I'm definitely not into uh, video game MMO tribalism. I don't think that you need to be Team 14 or Team WoW. Uh, and I also think that it is totally possible for people to enjoy both at the same time if you even want to. Yep. Uh, uh, so th that's just kind of my stance on that. Uh, video games are all about, you know, entertainment, getting your joy out of it and having fun. If your joy is column A over column B, fine. If it's the other one, fine. If you want to play both, that's cool too. <laughs> so, uh, so I, on the last episode uh, that I was in, not um, uh, on one of your uh, on your podcast, I was listening mm -hmm. to it, and uh, you mentioned like, well, you know, I might do a Final Fantasy fourteen podcast. Now it was a big maybe. <laughs> I don't think you were solidifying anything for people. Uh, I I know that uh, you, you are the type of person to me that is if I have Mike, I will talk. Uh, and, right. and I think that you're also the type of person that's like, I'm in, when I deeply enjoy something, I want to talk about it more. Um, so do you think that, and I guess you are not announce anything. I'm not trying to make them announce mm -hmm. anything that do you think that a final fantasy 14 podcast is in your future? I think I would say that if the game continues to bring me as much joy as it is right now, I think think it absolutely will become a reality that I do a podcast about Final Fantasy. Uh, one thing I am, however, like, kind of forcing upon myself is I don't want to start that podcast until I've gotten at least through Shadowbringer's main questline. Uh, because among other things, I kind of want to start the podcast from a place where a good majority of players are already at. I mean, mm -hmm. there there might be something to be said about doing the podcast from the begin from like the beginning and talking about my journey through the main story quest line, but I don't think that's what I want to do. I, I wanna I wanna start it at a place where I'm basically on the same page as a good majority of the player base. So finishing Shadowbringers is definitely one barrier before me starting a podcast. And Again, it's one of those things where, like, yeah, I love talking about the stuff that I'm enjoying. Uh, I also want to make sure that if I do a Final Fantasy uh, 14 podcast, that it's something that I also have time for. Uh, and something that, if I were to make one, I'd like to make one that I feel... Uh, Alongside the fact that it'd be a little bit different from other shows because it'd be me talking about it, I want it to have something about it that does something differently from other shows. Uh, not for the sake of trying to be better than other shows, but for possibly providing a different flavor or a different angle on the game than other, uh, other shows are, simply because then that gives potential listeners 
a wider variety of stuff to listen to, right? So if I were to create a Final Fantasy XIV podcast, um, it'd be very much a hobbyist thing. I'm not looking to, I wouldn't look to turn it into like some sort of money-making thing. I don't think I'd do a Patreon thing or anything about it. It would just be a, a hobbyist kind of thing, something I do for fun, something I enjoy. But at the end of the day, I think the priority is my fun and enjoyment in the game first. And if I want to share it on a regular weekly podcast, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Uh, so I would say you probably won't be hearing anything about that being announced for me until October. If I decide to start something up, uh, I would probably want to start it up a week or two advance of Endwalker. So I've, I've kind of thought about timing and stuff, and yeah. that's around the time I'd want to start it if I do start it. But I'm not committed to it yet. Uh, r- right now, what's foremost on my mind is just I- enjoying the ride. I, I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't blame. <laughs> you. Uh, before we even started this show, I think you know Quentin and I were just enjoying the game. And Quentin, mm-hmm. if he was here, he would tell you I, he's not a person to be on a mic. He's great on mic. Like I, I enjoy yeah. having him talk because he takes his thought process because he's a he's not a game dev but he's a dev so his thought process on like how things get developed in this game and why things like work a certain way is great and how his how he sees things is different from how i see things i'm just a person that's played a lot of mmos <laughs> so uh and and so our, our 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 opinions sometimes differ and then sometimes they they converge um so when i first asked him he was like i, I he's like he was very, he was reluctant. I'm like, yeah, but he's like, it'll be fun. <laughs> and five years later, he's like, you said to be fun. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so, and we were at the point of the same thing. Like, I think we just had finished. Man, I want to say we were in middle of heavens. we starting heavens where we started our show. And, yeah. you know, it, and it's, it's been a wild ride. Like we really do enjoy doing this. And, and I, I've always enjoyed listening you know when you did realm maintenance and and susan and chat when i when i dropped vent chat you you're aware of vent chat like that's like one of the reasons why i i knew who you were and like i followed you on twitter i think ever since i joined twitter and you know uh you just cost me six thousand dollars yeah there you go <laughs> six thousand dollars six thousand dollars uh so you know my my podcasting world uh is is quite large and i'm aware of a lot of the podcasters and then you know when i did nightcap um you know you were you and the wow radio people were very gracious to us and and like got us on the the directory and were very nice and uh so to me i i think i to me i know it seems like it's like it's an honor getting just to chat with you even it's like about final fantasy uh and it, it it's so bizarre uh, <laughs> hearing you say that because it's uh, I'm, first of all i'm i'm super flattered and the, your words are too kind but it, it's so it it's so kind of refreshing being the guest on someone else's show and being the one who's like just discovering all this stuff and just <laughs> having a fun time exploring all this stuff and uh it's it, it's refreshing uh being the one who doesn't have to worry about uh keeping the conversation going <laughs> Uh, Susan would like to know, do you still listen to Vent Chat? <laughs> Once in a blue moon. The, the thing about my, like, one of the things about the one of the main shows I did, Realm Maintenance, is it was a podcast about 
all the wow and then later all the blizzard podcasts out there right so one of the things that would entail one of the reasons why it was made is because i listened to a lot of wow podcasts and a lot of podcasts covering other blizzard games too uh in recent times it's become a bit more challenging because my time's been a bit more limited and the workplace isn't necessarily the most conducive to be listening to podcasts while at work every once in a while i get away with it when we're really slow uh but I haven't had as much time to listen to podcasts. So when it comes to vent chat, once in a blue moon, I do pop in and uh, sometimes I will, I will actually lurk in a live chat and vent chat and listen. Uh, I don't make my, my, I don't make myself known. I'll just kind of lurk. Uh, I'd say in the last six months, I've maybe listened to about honestly, maybe three or four episodes. Fair. So <laughs> every, every once in a while, not regularly. Susan said that you may have heard uh, myself and, and Susan on the show. You might have. I don't. I don't think I have. But I mean, I recognize your name from from the show. So, yeah, uh, it's rather I get uh, I get praised or yelled at. One of the two is going to happen. <laughs> One of the two things is going to happen. Uh, Susan always praised me, praised or yelled at. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, it, it, if there's one thing. Uh, that, um, and I, I think this is something is if there's one thing you could take from World of Warcraft that you think Final Fantasy is missing, what do you, what do you think that is? What, what do you think that they, what WoW does that mm. Final Fantasy doesn't have? That's a really good question. <laughs> uh, I will say when it comes to pet battles, I'm more a fan of how WoW does pet battles versus Lord of Verminion. Oh, I did try yeah. Lord of Verminion a little bit in Gold Saucer, and it, it's okay, but the kind of like RTS kind of feel to it uh, didn't really jive with me too much, at least the first couple times I played it. So I think I'm more a fan of WoW's pet battle system over Lord of Verminion. Uh, what other stuff? Oh, yeah. Well, Susan just said it. Yeah, it, yeah. Tra transmog, absolutely. The gla I mean, the glamour system in Final Fantasy fourteen. I'm glad it's there. I'm glad that people can look the way they want to look. But goodness gracious, that thing needs an overhaul. <laughs> it, I absolutely it, agree. It, it, it would really be transmog. It, it, yeah, glamour th through and through needs a, a super big overhaul. I, that over pet battles any day of the week. Yeah, I, 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 the the thing for me that could replace uh, Verminion is in Final Fantasy VII, the, the new remake version of it, and the DLC for for Yuffie. There is a, mm -hmm. a mini game called Fort Condor. Oh, yes, I, 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 so I don't have good. a PS Five, so I haven't played it, but I've seen gameplay of it. Um, but the funny thing is, it's like if you look at the Fort Condor game and stuff like that. From what I've been told. Fort Condor has kind of a Lord of Verminion feel to it, but it feels like streamlined, right? Yes. So it, it feels like the way I've had it explained to me is Fort Condor is really what Lord of Verminion should be. Exactly. If they did a rework, I would all in, all day, all mm -hmm. in. I think that's what they should really do is just do a, a rework and make the board smaller and, and do mm. a rework of, and make it towards what Fort Condor is. If they did that, man, uh, for many, it would blow up. People would play that. <laughs> it would blow up. It would people, and it's okay. Sometimes you got to go back to the drawing board. Like they did, they're doing with PVP and doing PVP reworks because PVP is not the best. And that's my takeaway. 
I, I, Chili, they will get the one person back on it again. And it's me. It's me. I will come back. Uh, Chili said, if I remember, they had two people for Chocobo Racing. I'm like, that's fine. I Listen, if they figured out how to make that, uh, it's that, actually Chocobo Racing is not that bad. That can be pretty fun. When, when you get a bunch of friends together just having fun, that's a great little mini game. Verminion is... Oh. Verminion's a slog sometimes. Um, I haven't played it yet, but without really spoiling too much, have you played that whole heist quest line that's in there right now? Because Gold Saucer has its Make It Rain campaign going on. Not yet, because I'm again I'm waiting on my character. So I I my car- my account had an issue with a hacker uh, that mm. that robbed our myself and the FC, and I had two FA. I had everything. They just they actually. They they remoted into my computer, took out my internet, and then and, and changed stuff in the FC. And uh. yeah, so I worked with my I, I, ISP and changed my two FA. Like I had to do a lot of stuff, and now I'm finally at the point where I'm working with SC to like roll back my character for a, a minimal chance of getting the gill. Like, and that's all. Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel, and it's mostly because I run the FC, so I'm like, this is everybody's money is like was put into this FC to help us try to move to uh, Ishgard, right, for the new housing, right. Loan. And, and a lot of people are like, you know, I, and I'm willing to, if I put the problem is if I play something and I roll back, I lose it, whatever progress. So they asked me like, Hey, just, you can log in the game and relax with people, but don't pro don't progress. Cause if they go through with it, then you're going to lose that progress. I was like, Ooh, right. So it's been, I got contacted on Tuesday, filled out everything. And then, uh, and, and I really didn't want to talk about it this week. Cause it's not like, it's again, it's not like big news, but, mm-hmm. uh, the process is a long process because they they are now doing the investigation part, and I do not know how long that takes. And that's kind of that kind of bites because you're like you want to play, but I'm like anything, I will lose bows jump my my relic progress. I will lose crafting progress I made in the last like right. month month, and it, it bites. So I'm like if I better just and it hurts, as much as it hurts me to stay offline, it's probably best I stay offline. Why they get it? It'll be take, worth it if yeah. you can get that kill back. Sure. So that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm I kind of, but I hope that as soon as I can get in, I'm doing that heist thing. Like, I know my FC is like, oh, it's so much fun. I'm like, oh, okay, nobody say anything. Like, just put it to spoiler chat. Like, do not tell me. I'm like, I want to, I want to go in unspoiled. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to try that on Monday. That's my next day off from work. So I'm, I'm planning to do that. Uh, I, I, I uh, hit the mini cackpot jackpot a couple of times with the bonus and effects. So uh, six, 16,000 gill has been nice because uh, my FC also had the 10% gill, extra gill thing going on. Okay. So yeah, uh, winning and getting 16,000 MGP is great. Uh, only need 1.8 million more to get a 2 million MGP mount. Oh, <laughs> that's better than me. <laughs> I'm at like nine hundred thousand, but I, I want to get the I want to get the giant cactuar. I would love to mm. get some of the other mounts. I don't know. If, although if I if they get it done this weekend and I'm rolled back, I'm 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 gonna haul butt and get like as much MGP as I possibly humanly can. Uh, don't forget to do the fashion report. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I know that's always a big big get. <laughs> Uh, and then Susan likes to uh, lord it over me that she is constantly ahead of me in the triple triad card collecting game. Uh, that she just oh got that, the that is going to be triple triad card. You know what? I'll tell you right now. One of the things when I get done with MSQ, one of the things that's going to fight against my desire to level up Red Mage, 
is going to be Triple Triad because uh, I'm I'm hungry to collect Triple Triad cards. I've played a little bit of Triple Triad. I was addicted to Triple Triad when it was in uh, in Final Fantasy outside of online, uh, and now it's like, oh man, my my collection is so trash. I yeah. need better cards. Yeah, it'll it'll happen. Uh, and the cool thing is that some well, I, w- I don't want to say it's a cool thing. Some people dislike that. <laughs> but some of the cards, <laughs> some of the players you'll have to do are locked behind certain pieces of content. So it's like, oh, I want this card. Right. And then you have to buy. Then you're like, oh, then I got to go do this piece of content. So it like unlocks this whole like, I got to go do this content to go unlock this. Is I, there is there an Alexander card off of Alexander? Oh, I there is a website. I don't know if you I don't because you're still going through MSQ, but. Uh, there mm-hmm. is a there is a uh, triple triad website that will pull your API mm-hmm. data from the website and look at all your cards mm-hmm. and be like, oh, you already have these, and and it'll tell you like, go get these; these are easy. And then it'll like kind of like rotate them in difficult order of difficulty, so you know like, go do this, yep. go do this, go do this, go do this. Uh, I there might be, and I, if it's gonna come from someplace, it's gonna come from the raid. Uh, there are some cards locked behind long quest lines. There are that's true. Yeah. So I don't and remember. Chili, yes, I remember. Uh, I I played a lot of Triple Triad in about uh, when during my Final Fantasy eleven days. Probably too much Triple Triad. Uh, what was the other game that eleven had? It was like a mini game uh, on the outside of the game. It wasn't Triple Triad. It was something. It was a different. It wasn't a different game, Chili. And Chili would be like, "Yeah, it's this." <laughs> <laughs> Chili's like, I still play it. <laughs> Knowing Chili, <laughs> you're like, I still play it. It's right here. It's celebrating uh, it's celebrating like an anniversary, like 20 years or something right the, now, isn't the, it? Yes. Uh, 20 years. Uh, I think they're even they're they're bringing back the original uh, producer of the game to do an interview with him about the creation of the game, which I think is is crazy. Like to think that like they're they're still pushing. And I think it's kind of had like a small renaissance. For mm-hmm. for multiple reasons, one, eleven is having the renaissance uh, because of a Final Fantasy fourteen. There's people interested in going back to play eleven. Like people went with classic WoW. Uh, you know, you hear people talking Man, about oh eleven did this, eleven did this. If uh, they had, if they had a trial <laughs> in Final Fantasy fourteen where you fight the Shadow Lord, ah, oh, so good. Never know. Never know. It'd yeah. be so good. I'm in. <laughs> that was such an awesome fight. Shadow Lord was an awesome fight. Uh, Promathia, oh my gosh, awesome fight. Eleven had some really good storyline boss fights. I will say that much. Uh, Susan in chat says a small cluster of people are hoping that the Final Fantasy fourteen and eleven story will cross over. Like some, somehow the two little games will intertwine. I, I was telling Ro before the show that a lot of people have a fan theory that like all Final Fantasies converge in, in the world of fourteen. Mm. So it, it it we never know. We who who knows what we'll, what we'll learn in the future. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I I will say uh, that uh, I I enjoy like everything you've done for the WoW community, uh, the WoW content creators. You you did it for you know for years, uh, and I I can't wait to see what you do next. Even even if it's in the world of Final Fantasy, I'm excited for that. Mm. Uh, I, I, I think, and I, and I, and I'm an old, I, being, I, I will say this cause I am, uh, probably one of the, the, on the older side of the podcasters on the, on the Final Fantasy side of things. 
uh, that I, I think people like you coming over and starting podcasts uh, helps, I think, the rest of the podcasting community here because I think we're very small group of people and we're very tight yeah. it, like there are so many wow podcasts that you know if you were going to do a final fantasy 14 uh radio <laughs> final fantasy 14 radio as a curation it'd be an easy job there's only so many of us uh and for, now, for sure <laughs> but i but you know what one of the things i will say is that with this with this recent expansion and a whole lot of people flocking to the game uh i would certainly not be surprised if between now and Endwalker, if that list of podcasts doubles. Like, if you go from 5 or 6 to 10 to 12, wouldn't surprise me at all. I Me, me either, and I, I'm here for it. I'm honestly really mm-hmm. here for it. Uh, Ro, before we say goodbye to everybody, I'm going to ask you one last thing. Uh, mm-hmm. What What is your favorite minion in Final Fantasy XIV? I I think the picture says it all, and, and I mean, ca- call it old school, but uh, Midgard Somer sitting on my shoulders, great. You can't get enough of it. <laughs> Love it, bro. Thank you so much. Uh, this has been I, for me. It's just been I, I'm over here just joyous getting to chat with you. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, of course, you can find uh, you can find Ro on his Twitter. Uh, let me make sure I have that here. And that is at row, uh, WCR, uh, and you can follow him there and, uh, you know, and maybe follow him on Twitter and see what happens in October. I think that's, that's, I think enough say, uh, row, uh, row, do you want to let people know where, uh, other than Twitter, where they can find you and what, what, uh, what you're currently doing and working on? Yeah, so uh, right now the, the main thing that I'm doing, uh, I'm taking, uh, a bit of a break from some of the projects I've been working on for some time, but there is some stuff I'm still doing mainly right now in the Dungeons and Dragons space. So I am a sometimes player and more often DM for a group uh, called plus five to hit. Uh, You can follow that on Twitter at plus five to hit, use the number five instead of the word five and uh, plus five to hit is just uh, a bunch of us uh, playing Dungeons and Dragons. We're kind of doing a little bit of a, I wouldn't say a one-shot right now, but a series of about four or five episodes. It's uh, doing one of the Candlekeep Mysteries that came out not Ooh. too long ago. But the the campaign that I DM that we'll be returning to after that takes place in Rime of the Frost Maiden. And uh, that has been a really uh, great time. Uh, a lot of exciting things happen there. Just having a whole lot of fun with that. Uh, so that's the main thing I'm doing right now. Uh, I still am doing things with Warcraft Radio as far as like helping maintain their podcast directory, and I do some behind-the-scenes stuff there. I uh, might have more stuff to share on future projects uh, over the next several months. Uh, again, uh, one of the reasons why I'm taking a break from some of my projects, among other things, is just trying to find the time to do everything. So uh, I made some difficult choices, uh, but I have no regrets about them. Uh, after summer's over and I have a lot more time to get stuff done, I think you'll be hearing a lot more from me. But yeah, I think Twitter probably is the best place to just kind of keep connected. And if you like listening to Dungeons & Dragons podcast, check out Plus 5 to Hit. Awesome. 
Bro, if you ever need someone to talk about Final Fantasy on a show that you possibly do, let me know. <laughs> I you got have, it. have a microphone and I like the blab. So. <laughs> and, and I would be more than happy to be back on the show, even as a guest, even sometime before Endwalker, just kind of catch up and see where I'm at then. Love it. I can't, and hopefully my, my co-host is back too, because <laughs> yeah, get to meet Quentin. Uh, so, uh, of course, uh, a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of business. Uh, Quentin is back uh, to continue your Terraria playthrough on Thursday, July 29th at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard. That's 9 Eastern, 2 a.m. BST. Uh, please, please subscribe to our YouTube. Uh, we, when we reach 100 subscribers, we'll post pics of our dog Poe on Twitter. We promise, and dog uh, Poe dog is cute. Uh, we're currently at subscriber count 81, uh, so we're get, we're inching ever so so much closer. So, uh, with that, bro, thank you for being here. Uh, everybody here in chat, thank you for showing up. Uh, as always, till C swallows all. Keep listening. Maelstrom Radio is brought to you by MaelstromRadio.com and Blackfire Media. Produced by Flattis, Shintier, and Susan Sprinkle. Join us live Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash maelstromradio. Send email to show at maelstromradio.com, tweet us at maelstrom underscore radio, or join our Discord at maelstromradio.com slash discord. Views and opinions expressed by our hosts and guests do not reflect the views and opinions of any companies discussed on today's show.